Hello, and welcome to the Arrowhead Ranch Dream Big Podcast. I'm Randy Hegel. And I'm Marley Hegel. We're here to share stories and experiences that people have while visiting Arrowhead Ranch on beautiful Camino Island. Where we only have three rules. Be safe, have fun, and dream big. Right. Good afternoon. Here we are Wednesday afternoon sitting here with Eddie B. at the Arrowhead Ranch. So Eddie B., why don't you start by telling us how to pronounce your last name and then tell us a little bit about you. What brings you here today? Well, it's almost not pronounceable. <laughs> it's Bednarczyk or Bednarczyk if you're in Poland. Oh, so, just about uh, every letter of the alphabet. Yeah, there, it is. It is. Ten letters. Indeed. Well, thank you so much for coming out today, Eddie. Um, so give us a quick overview. What brought you to Camino Island? Well, you know, my wife and I were living on the East Coast. Uh, then she grew up in Seattle. I grew up in Connecticut and Florida. And so we wanted to, uh, we were living in Renton, uh, moved out here in 2000 from the East Coast. Uh, we both had careers with the airlines. I was a flight attendant for United Airlines for 34 years. Nancy was there 25 years. And we just wanted to get out of the city down there and come up to a beautiful place that had a waterfront community. We drove we looked at it on the map. We said, "What's that? It looks like a it looks like it has a causeway or a bridge or something." So, we went up, drove in, and and, and then we landed in on the island. We said, "Oh my gosh!" So, uh, we uh, we fell in love with it. So right away, and then um, we decided to get into real estate, and we met you and Marla, uh, and uh, we were in the process of getting our license at that point, and uh, we asked if you would have us if we moved up and you said yes so we said okay <laughs> let's go so we did and uh, we've been here since 2006 oh right on so if i remember right you guys started at the rocky point office didn't you we did we started the rocky point office um and then uh graduated to the uh terry's corner office oh. so uh yeah I, I loved it up there the, it, both offices were cool but you know the rocky point was a smaller office and then terry's corner i like the bigger flavor of that and bigger walk-in traffic and it was nice there you go now eddie one of the things i always have uh, enjoyed and appreciated about you is uh, some of your different stories throughout the years and uh, i'd love it if you just take a minute and kind of share with us uh the selling the suntan lotion in uh, in Florida. Oh, what was that all about? It was actually in. It started in Florida and then wound up in Las Vegas. So my brother, um, my older brother, he's seven and a half, seven and a half years younger, older than me. So we uh, moved out to Las Vegas and uh, we were both in college. Wanted to go to law school and all this stuff and decided, you know, what's happening in Vegas? So we went out to Vegas and uh, we started at the swimming pools, becoming pool attendants. And uh, my brother actually got there before me. And then uh, while I was flying for United, I'd do layovers in Las Vegas. And I'd hit the pool deck with him. And he was training me how to sell suntan lotion on the pool deck. So it was pretty cool. Uh, And I was at that time 22, 23 years old. A single guy in Las Vegas wasn't a bad place to be. So uh, it was really a lot of fun. And we were selling at that time. Then we hooked up with Panama Jack, which is a big suntan lotion company out of Florida. We were their largest uh, distributor. And we sold uh, by the container load of aircraft, um, container loads of suntan lotion. And at that time, we were selling a four-ounce bottle of mink oil. And this was in the early 80s for $12 a bottle at the pool deck. And um, and then a ball of aloe to go with it. So it was a twenty-four dollar sale. Oh so, my god! So we were selling sundry items. So we ended up um, being one of the large. We were the 
the only multi-year concessionaire on the Strip. Uh, we had three hotels. We started at the Dunes, and we had the Holiday Inn Center Strip, Circus Circus, which is the, has, at that time, had the largest occupancy rate in the world, 85-some-odd percent. And then uh, we had the Sands Hotel. And, uh, and then we were, we were getting close to getting Seizures Palace, and then we ended up pulling out, and, and, not, uh, and we, we just kind of ended the business, and that was it. We had enough. I, I love the part of the story that you didn't share here where you would take, uh, you'd say, what are you using right now? Oh, my God. Tell it's so hilarious. So my brother was the best salesperson I've ever met and probably ever will meet in my life. He would literally, and I watched, I learned by example, <laughs> somebody would walk up with a brand new bottle of Coppertone, which to us was you know, like, you know, really, you know, bottom shelf stuff. So uh, he would literally take the bottle out of their hand, this probably bottle they paid five or six bucks for, take it, throw it right in the trash. <laughs> and he'd grab their arm. He says, what are you doing using that stuff? He says, you're right out here in the desert. It's 130 degrees out here. He says, you'll kill yourself with that stuff. So he'd grab their arm, and he told me, he says, always just touch them. Grab their arm, start putting it on it. They've already bought it. You start putting it on, they own it. So he'd start rubbing the oil on, on their arm, and he'd say, this is what you need. It'll protect you out here. We've got some with, you know, without sunscreen if you're really tan, but you really need it. He says, you'll burn, you'll, you'll blister out here. And, and their eyes would get big as, you know, uh, apples. And, and then they would then say to him, because they trusted him, they'd say, well, well, okay, what do I need? Well, let me show you. A bottle of mink oil for 12 bucks and a bottle of aloe after you burn yourself a little too much. So $24. You want to charge that to the room? Sure. Bam. That was it. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. And I, I learned uh, from him. But, Great yeah. story. Yeah. Great story. So do you remember how the Soapbox Derby came to be? Do you remember how me and you? Yeah, you know, I think after talking with you, I think back 14 years now, right, um, you and I were in the office and you said, hey, you know, I got this idea. I want to do this soapbox derby. I, I, I saw it, stuff going on in Seattle, these, you know, these um, the Red Bull races. And I thought, oh, that would be so cool. And I said, oh, my God. I said, I've got experience with that. I was, I was the announcer at the largest soapbox derby outside of Akron, Ohio, which is in Culpeper, Virginia. And I said, I, this day, I still fly back and I do their races. And he, you said, you're kidding. I says, no. I says, I could call them. They could mentor us. I said, he said, would you help? And you said, would you help me do it? I says, if you're in this, Aunt Randy, I said, you're a get her done guy. I'm in. Let's do it. So then you, you and uh, Marla had come over to the house for dinner and we kind of talked about it in more detail. And, and then we, uh, you know, assembled that wonderful committee to start out with and, and, the rest is history, and look where we are now at Arrowhead Ranch 14 years later with an amazing track, largest soapbox derby west of the Mississippi. Isn't that something? Oh, my gosh. So you have to remind me, the um, the people back in Culpeper, they had a big tire company. Is that correct? They did, yep. They had a tire company, and uh, that they had uh, sold truck tires. They, they had big, you know— rescue trucks that were in trouble on the road, that kind of stuff. And they were the ones who sponsored the Derby and got it going uh, back there, just like Windermere here. Uh, they were the Windermere of Culpeper. And so it was really cool. And they, you know, Frankie, Troilo, and they put their heart and soul into that, and Frankie and Tony, and uh, they did an amazing job. And, and their track is kind of similar to ours. I mean, it's uh, it's long, has a facility down at the bottom or at the top and just beautiful and uh and i've announced a couple of times at their race too which is really cool yeah it was really amazing it was so cool to see how willing they were to 
jump in and share yep. and give yep. us all the help that they possibly could. And as a matter of fact, we ended up as their kind of sister city. Yeah, yeah, their sister city. And, and they were really recognized in Akron, and I know we are now too because of the headway that um, – that this race has made and, and, and this derby has, has made. And we're, you know, we're a mark in the country now. I mean, they know us, so, which is cool. No, it was inspiring, though. To, Marla and I actually went back to Culpeper, and uh, I think we visited you yeah. back there. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. Uh, met Frankie and uh, yeah. some of the other soapbox people back there and looked at their track and their facility. Yeah. And Paul uh, Bates, all those guys. You yeah. Know, really no, cool that people. Was, that yeah. was a pretty cool deal. Yeah, that one year that back there, they had 160-some-odd cars in the race, which was wow. crazy. Double elimination. I mean, pfft. You know, there's no, you can't even talk at the end of the race because it's just happened, everything's so fast. And now look at us, 100 cars or, or more, you know, it's amazing. Indeed. No, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. So as you think back on the Soapbox Derby, I mean, Eddie, you've always been very instrumental in uh, getting out and raising the money and getting the awareness and getting the different companies and, and all that involved in it. And uh, that's, I mean, appreciated and uh, couldn't have been done without you. Um, tell us some of the, the things that you had the most fun doing. Well, I appreciate that couldn't been done without me, but couldn't been done with a lot, without a lot of people. With your dream of the whole idea here and you and Marla and that committee we had to start out with and then the volunteers that came on board and, and some are still here today. And, and what I love is the, the kids that raced are now part of you know, mentoring and, and being a part of it. So, so, so you asked me, Randy, again, <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. Um, well, who are some about, of the people that, uh, that you can remember? You remember Leslie Tripp and Mike Boyle? Oh, Mike Boyle, uh, Pat Richardson, you know, no longer with us, but he was awesome, awesome uh, co- contributor to the whole race. Yeah, Pat, um, always, uh, Pat and Kerry always stepped up. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really great. And the uh, the um, the Platchek kids, remember? The, oh, oh my yes. gosh, the, like the Platchek dynasty. Like, what do they have? Twelve kids or something? I think just about all of them raced in the race. And and our first race, uh, you know, one of the Platcheks went back and uh, and placed in Akron seventh in the world. Our first race which that was, was amazing. pretty amazing. Yeah. And you know, as yeah. little as we knew about soapbox racing yeah. back then uh yeah th- to be able to do that was a pretty incredible thing and then um i'm trying to think uh don witcher of course was always really involved. Yep. and his son jet fastest name in the race yeah there say. you go and then uh christy connors who was yep. at the resource center That's at the right. time oh my gosh couldn't have been done without christy she was yep. a bulldog and, yeah and uh, all our sponsors i mean look at that when when you and i walked into hagen at one moment and they wrote us a check right there for $1,500 on a hello of this race. That was pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, there, there were people that thought, you know, we probably couldn't do this, probably couldn't get that many sponsorships, but we did. And, uh, you know, people believed in it. They believed in what we were doing because it was for the community, for the kids and the families, and not just this community, community, but the communities that surround us, as we know. You know, it's just amazing. So, and now we're reaching out to new new sponsors as well. Uh, you know, I could go on with the list of sponsors, but I don't want to leave anybody out. But um, you know, I mean, Coastal Community Bank's been with us, and and uh, Smoky Point Distributing, getting the cars to Akron, and Lens, you know, for sponsoring the starting gate. And, uh, you know, State Farm and all of the different companies uh, and the businesses. And, and, you know, here we are in this challenging time. And I know we're just in neutral right now. And, and we couldn't race this year. A lot of things couldn't happen this year for, for whatever reasons. But 
we're going to be back next year and and bigger and better. And uh, we just need to to let everybody know out there that's listening that don't worry, soapbox isn't going anywhere. It's staying right here. And uh, this time next year, we'll be hopefully hopefully we'll be crowning the new champions coming back from Akron that win the race back there. Wouldn't that so, be something, boy? Yeah. I'll tell you that is uh, that is certainly a personal goal of mine. Is I would love to see a Stanwood Camino kid be the world champion. That's yep. uh, it's going to happen. And, yeah, and of course, uh, you know, with Ronan, although he's probably got this year left in him, I think, and uh, Ronan Johnson, but uh, boy, he's like the soapbox guy of the world. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been fun watching him and his dad uh, just over the last few weeks. They've been out here doing a bunch of testing with the cars. And of course, uh, yeah. uh, Rich, who's the dad, um, is a Boeing engineer. Right. And, uh, oh, just to see what they're doing. To, Every every millimeter counts. Yeah, and, uh, but, it uh, is, and and I like the fact that the CEO for the soapbox, the All American, came out from Akron. Uh, what was it in the fall? We met him here, uh, and it was just great to see him. Uh, it meant a lot to us to have him come out here. Uh, it shows that all the races mean a lot to them, but the efforts, let's face it, that are going on here is 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 amazing and to be able to have our own facility on 20 acres of the in the beautiful pacific northwest it doesn't get any better than that yeah that was really something to get him out here that was uh that was a neat deal and then to not be able to race this year oh oh i know it was just a heartbreaker but it was uh, tough it was tough so you know i just got to take a second and tell what my favorite part of the soapbox derby is my favorite part is watching these kids build the cars and just from start to finish, how they learn with the different pieces, with the different parts, what the tools are, and all those things. And they usually start out a little bit timid. And then to see them go down the hill the first time. Right. And particularly at that hill in Stanwood where it was oh. so steep. Yeah. To see some of the, the looks of absolute terror. But then by the time they got to the bottom and they figured out they, they were going to walk away from this thing. Um, and to see him jump back in and just yeah. get super excited about it, it, it just about brings a tear to my eye to just think about um, all all the fun times that yeah. the families and the kids and uh, yeah. what a, what a neat experience. Well, look at you know, there's some families as you know, and, and and you've had some of the dads and some of the grandpas and grandmas come up to you, and and uh, and I've heard it too where. You know, maybe there was a separation in the family for some odd reason, but the derby and that togetherness of building the car and going to the build clinics and getting the, the family and the kids involved, it really brought people back together that were maybe have had a falling out. And, and, and so that right there, the importance of that for our community... Um, that was my cell phone falling out of my pocket. <laughs> For our community is great because not all communities in the country are lucky to have a race like this in their community. No, that's a true story. And that was, of course, what uh, Marla and I, that was our, our whole goal here was to find something that would be family-friendly, that would get the kids involved and the businesses involved and kind of give everybody something to do yes and uh, i just uh, knock on wood with your help and the help of so many others i i think we've achieved that and look forward to just keeping it rolling as we move forward so eddie you were the one that came up with the concept of the brick fundraiser tell us a little bit about that yeah well the brick campaign you know i i, I thought about um you know we're always needing new and innovative ways to to fundraise because the let's face it this doesn't take care of itself. <laughs> uh, it, it needs help. And 
and now the uh, Soapbox Derby, it is a 501c3 through the Arrowhead Ranch Foundation, and uh, it's run beautifully through there, but there needs to be backing behind the race, just like Indy 500 or any of the races that are out there or any big event that's out there or a small event. You need funding, and, you know, you have a lot of volunteers that step up, but then, and that's a great way of giving, but you also need that financial input too. And so the Brick Campaign, I looked at the Indy 500 track, and they call it the Brickyard 500, you know. Right. And I thought, well, what a cool idea, you know, to 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 kind of uh, parallel that idea to here at Arrowhead Ranch and, and create a Brick Campaign. So everybody can then contribute something, but get something back in return. So, so you know, they have these Brick Campaigns all over, and it's great to have it tailored to the community where you live, where we live, and and having a brick available for a hundred dollars that somebody could put four lines of copy on there from, you know, the the Jones family, uh, you know, wishes everyone a great Derby year or whatever it is, and and or in memory of someone, or or for a graduation gift or a birthday gift or whatever, or their son or daughter is racing in in the race or. Uh, so it's a great way to, to, to have your name in kind of in lights at the, at the, um, the winter circle here and we'll have eight by eight bricks and they're all actually going to be in granite. It's going to be a granite four by eight brick or an eight by eight in granite. And then we'll probably have some bigger ones later on, but that's what we're starting with. And, and we have a company in Seattle that we've reached out to and, uh, we, we love that it, we're keeping it local and we, do consider Seattle for those kinds of things local because we don't have anybody in the area, immediate area here that does that. But we try to keep everything local here as much as possible. But that campaign we hope to roll out sometime coming up here in the fall. And look for it on our website uh, for the uh, Soapbox Derby, the Stanwood Camino Soapbox Derby. And you'll have all the information. You can go on there now, actually, and, and I believe it's activated where you can purchase a brick and find out more information about it now. Um, so... We're excited about that, and uh, it'll all of that will be on display at some of the future events we have coming up. But uh, but it's great because everybody gets something, you know, in their name in the brick, and they get to see it, and uh, they get to give to the Derby as well. And it's uh, a nonprofit, so part of your donation, I'm sure, is tax deductible. There you go. No, I just think that's a really uh, wonderful concept, yeah. and to be able to put something down and then. When you're out visiting the track or out for race day, you can walk around and find it. I would love to. It, it's so funny. Around here, I have some of the pictures that we've had blown up of years gone by. And I think it's the first or second year, the picture of all the kids walking up the track. Oh, yeah. And that was uh, one of the years that Hagen had their um, their mascot. Their mascot out, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's so funny. The, some of those kids, there was a guy in here the other day that said, oh, my God, that's my son. And uh, <laughs> wow. gosh, his kids, like. 25 years old now or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, isn't uh, there one kid, and and you know his name probably, I, I don't remember, but um, he was one of our drivers and, and aged out of the Derby and be now is a test driver for Ferrari, right? Yes, yeah. He was racing. Uh, racing. It's so funny. I just ran into him, oh, maybe a month or two ago. And, uh, yeah, he's doing really well. Wow. Unbelievable, yeah. 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 I mean, so look at that. I mean, who knows? The next Indy 500 winner, the next Danica Patrick could be right here in (laughs) Stanley Camino Island, so uh, in our race. And and our race is growing. You know, we've got, you know, again, all the volunteers, but all the sponsors that we've had through the years and and growing. And, and, you know, and and as sponsors 
find out about the race, new ones, they're going to come on. And I, I really think after this whole thing going on with the country right now and once things get back to normal, businesses have to advertise. And this race is a golden opportunity for any business out there to get involved in right now. You can talk to us. You can call Randy, um, and Randy can put you in touch with me, and we can talk about that. But we can tailor a sponsorship to whatever your business is. And, and that's the great thing from small sponsorships to larger ones. Uh, but we have a lot of local companies involved, and uh, we are in talks with um, several other companies right now because when things op all open back up again, um, you're going to want to be advertising out there. And, and this is such a great way to advertise because the communities throughout the entire region get involved in this race from Seattle to Bellingham. There you go. No, and it is, it's kind of apple pie and Chevrolet. It is. It is. Uh, it's a small town America. I mean, it happens in big cities as well, of course. But, uh, I mean, it's just really a wonderful community, family, fun event. And uh, I, I just feel like it's so good for the kids. And it's just a learning experience. And I don't know that they get a lot of that mechanical stuff elsewhere right now. No, they don't. And, and, and bringing that up it, it, to our listeners out there, it's a STEAM event uh, or a steam initiative so science technology engineering arts and math so it covers all of that spectrum and uh to get involved so there's there's something there for everyone you know you don't always have to be you know good with math if, if you're good with arts you can design how the car looks so there's all kinds of cool things to that go behind the scenes on the derby and it's fun i think a lot of fun is had at the build clinics you know yeah oh yeah so. no true story there's uh there's something for everybody yep. but uh so eddie b any uh any final thoughts uh uh what what should we be looking at doing at the arrowhead ranch what would what would pique your interest here you mean outside of the derby yeah well, I would love to see a country music concert here or a big concert. <laughs> I think uh, this, is, this is the perfect venue. Now that's uh, stretched out to 40 acres now, uh, I think this would be a perfect site. I think you and I kind of chatted about that at, at, at some point. And uh, I think the way the property is sloped, um, it's beautiful. I say keep the fun here. We don't always have to go to Seattle or outside the, the, the town limits to have our fun. And... Um, but I think, you know, having events that reach out to everybody here, there's plenty of space. You're doing a great job here with the maker space and, and uh, expanding that to people. And, it, and it's, it's interesting. The axe throwing is cool. I mean, how many places can you go and throw an axe, you know? Isn't it, that true? It's, it's really great, except chopping your own wood at home. But this is fun. You know, you get to, you know, have fun, bring, bring a family and friends out here and do some axe throwing, too. But uh, but I think some nice concerts like that in, in the summertime, some maybe some even some smaller types of things would be fun, you know. And I do a radio theater show. It'd be fun to do a show out here. We do old time radio theater, and there's about eight of us in the group, and we've revived old time radio theater, and we've performed down in Seattle on up to here, and and uh, we would love to do a show here and donate the show as a fundraiser to Arrowhead Ranch. Well, we'll have to look into that one. Yeah. And now you guys did uh, a few of those down at the old schoolhouse on Camino, right? We did. The old schoolhouse, I'm actually on the board there uh, at the Camino City Schoolhouse, which is really a fun place. 1906 schoolhouse, fully restored. Um, and again, a lot of volunteers, a lot of nice sponsors have helped out that, that whole situation there. But we did some uh, shows there, and it's really fun. 
and uh, we sell out of every show, which is really great. Uh, and we have live sound effects. We have a sound effects person doing our sound effects, so they can actually. He's the sound effects person is the show, as far as I'm concerned, because you get to watch him make all the sound effects. And, oh, and it's that's fun. cool. Yeah, yeah. No, we went down to the tree lighting down there, and that was yep. uh, a really neat event. And boy, it sure drew a lot of people. I call that our Rockefeller tree lighting. Ah, there you yeah, go. That's right. Well, Eddie B., thank you so much for coming out today. We really appreciate your time. Appreciate all the wonderful work and hard work you've put into Soapbox Derby. Thanks, and, Randy. Uh, couldn't have done it without you, so thank you for all that you do. Thanks for inviting me in 14 years ago. And uh, we've got a lot more things to build on here. Indeed. Many, many more to do. That's right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Eddie.